0: I could not do the hot yoga. Hot yoga is freaking tough, but I I like it.
1: Oh, I'll man. do cold
0: yoga. Talk about!
1: <laughs> I'll do. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Talk people gathering puddles. in a freezer.
0: Oh man, you you can't you can't. What do you call that pose? Shavasana. Sure. A corpse or whatever. You can't you can't lay there with your mouth open because because some asshole is gonna leave and walk over you. <laughs> and you're going to get dripped on.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my god. It is not no. cool. <laughs> everyone, and welcome to The Midnight Connection, the podcast where two dads talk about anything they want at the only time they can. Damn right. I am Eddie here with my co-host, Chris, for episode three. Chris, we made it. Three episodes. I know. We've arrived. Yeah. For for those of you listening at home, we have secured a deal um, with... Oh God! What's a what's a famous podcasting network? <laughs> With Sirius XM, no. <laughs> we've sold out. Where you were going to go? <laughs> we've sold out after three episodes. Now, um, this is episode number three. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun doing this and prepping for it. You know, as I always say, it is a learning process, much like everything is, and we are happy to be growing by leaps and bounds every single episode, but. Growth can only happen when we put forth the effort and we are aided by you guys. Please remember to follow us on all our social media and promote the page. I say if you can share it with at least one person who might be interested, maybe they weren't video game enthusiasts and didn't dig last episode, and they're music enthusiasts, then this is the episode for them. Spoiler alert. It's going to be a very music-heavy episode today. So we're going to get started today with our connection question. So Chris, I asked you, what was your parenting accomplishment for the week? So here's the sad sad thing.
0: I had a little bit of a hard time coming up with an answer. (laughs) I feel you. Is that a sad state of affairs as a parent? I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like Something should have stood out, right? (laughs) <laughs> but, but here's what I here's what I landed on. So this week, I have become Callum's like sleep buddy, Ooh. and here's why that's such a big deal. We were so he's, he's a little like six weeks or to the ten ten weeks now, two months, two and a half months ish. Yeah, and we so we are coming out of the phase. He's breastfed, where he wanted like nothing to do with me. You know what I mean. I didn't have the boob milk. So <laughs> you I were just,
1: obsolete.
0: Exactly. I'd, yes. you know, hold him for a little while and he'd just be like, why? Why? Why are you even here? <laughs> <laughs> what are we even doing here, guys? Exactly. <laughs> Which was really frustrating. You yeah. Know? And it's, a, it's not, it, it sucks to have to be there with your infant child crying his head off and there's really just nothing you can do about it. You mm-hmm. know? And, You want to comfort them. You want to be there and do everything they need, but all they want is the boob milk, and that's you can't do it. And that's unless unless you're going to be one of those dads that wears the fake tit, you know? Yeah. The I'm not going to do that. You're right. But hey, if that's your thing, if it works for you, that's cool. But honestly,
1: it it just seems like it would be a mess to clean and sanitize every use. One thousand percent. That, that would be my main reason <laughs> that I would yeah. not
0: approach that. And and every once in a while, we'd get bottles ready for him. So I could do that every once in a while. But it's not like we have that stuff readily available. And he's not yeah. doing formula. And so yeah, it's a thing. But we are now out of that phase, I think. Oh, snap. Problem is, he's been giving Francis a hard time. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's gone spe- the other way. He spent the whole day-to-day... In, they didn't sleep, which is crazy. Like he tends to sleep all day long. So I'm yeah. working, she's with him. I can hear him crying, and I'm I'm like, what is happening? Finish my day up, and she comes up. She says she hasn't slept. He hasn't slept all day. I take him for about five minutes, and he's down. <laughs> so my accomplishment for this week is, is is being that guy. You know, I can actually tell now when he when he gets sleepy. Yeah, and then it's like, all right, I'm holding him in one position. I can tell he's getting sleepy. Flip him over, lay him down, and he's out in like a couple Boom. minutes.
1: You just come yeah. in as the closer. That's right. And then close it's all the deal. Close the
0: deal. So that's that's been that's my accomplishment this week is being able to just put him down yeah. <laughs> at will.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: I leveled up my put him to sleep skill.
1: There you go. That's what you have was. to spend that XP wisely. I spent the XP this week. You're either getting better on the changing table or getting better putting child down. That, well, that was always I, I, so hard getting them down. Yeah. Oh yes, after like,
0: last week's you know debacle at the changing table, oh I figured goodness. I should reallocate my skill points somewhere else. So there they went go. to you
1: had the respect.
0: Not yeah, respect knocking <laughs> it out. I was like, I'll take that. I'll
1: take that instead. <laughs> that's that's great though. I think that is an accomplishment that warrants applause and praise. You are now. sleeper closer. I am. That's fantastic. Well, my parenting accomplishment of the week isn't really mine, I think. I think the the actual accomplishment goes to my daughter, Thea, but it's a result of a lot of people putting in a lot of work, majority my wife. But we have been sleep training Thea and trying to get her to learn how to self-soothe because we were late to the game when it came to self-soothing and so we paid the price that she loves to fall asleep in people's arms Mm, mm -hmm. so with Thea I am the person I think she finds the most comfortable to hold her because she's really long like she is a long tall baby Mm -hmm. and so my arms can actually hold her in like multiple comfortable positions whereas my wife who's five foot might only have like two options and she gets super bored from that. So putting her down turns into an hour, two-hour situation where she's just super fussy. If she's not dead-ass asleep, she'll just wake up. And so it was it's a pain, as you can imagine. I'm sure you're going through some of that right now. Yep. So for the past month, Stephanie has been spearheading the sleep training, you know, with the crying it out method, timing it. You know, it's like five minutes And then you come in and check on them, and then 10 minutes, and then you kind of up that until they start to Mm self-soothe. And after two weeks of diligence from my wife and full support from me, Thea started going to sleep. You know, first it took took 45 minutes, then it took 20, and now Stephanie has it down, like today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm downstairs, you know, the process is like, I'll bathe her. Stephanie yeah. will put her down. Yeah. So as Stephanie is preparing to put her down, I'll get the uh, formula ready and like all this stuff to make sure she's out for the night. And I can hear when she's done, I'm downstairs like cleaning bottles and stuff. And I, I know she's putting Thea down when I hear Thea like cry mm-hmm. because who wants to be put down? But this time it was just like a, ah, and then silence. Wow, wow, that's <laughs> it was almost, golden It was almost like the the sound of Link Like doing, ha, ha <laughs> And that's it And there was no other sound left So yesterday, Stephanie and I went to a concert at the Anthem To go see Death Cab for Cutie and Postal Service mm-hmm. And my sister was taking care of Thea by herself for the first time Oh, Okay my sister has helped multiple times to take care of Thea during the day and stuff like that while we're working, but has never put her to sleep. Thea's a little bit under the weather, so mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. like, man, this is going to be terrible because, you know, she can't <laughs> breathe. There's mucus. She's yep. going to have a bad time. We're going to the concert. The whole time, I'm, like, checking my phone, you know, trying to support my sister in the endeavor that I know and experience <laughs> daily. And I text her, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, like, at 8? Uh-huh. She's like, oh, she's been asleep since 7:30. Holy cow. Apparently, she only woke up twice. My sister just let her cry it out and she completely self-soothed. And it was a very easy night for my sister. And Stephanie and I came home. We're like, fuck, man. Like this Two is more concerts. This is this is it. <laughs> like it's, it's happened off. now. It's yeah. paid off <laughs> the pain and of seeing your child suffer. Cause that sucks, man. I'm sure you've gone through it, like through your training or whatever you guys did. But like, hearing Thea scream is so shitty, and like that girl's got pipes. I don't know if she got it from me or what, but that (laughs) that girl can scream. It's hard. It, it, you know, that
0: goes to that key parenting decision of are we. This is a much bigger topic than for the intro. (laughs) That's
1: fine. We're coming out
0: the gate swinging. (laughs) Are are you going to do what's necessary to equip your kids to to handle themselves? Or are you going to do it for them? Right? Yes, absolutely. And it it starts as early as now, which is wild.
1: I fully agree. And I think Thea being our first, Stephanie and I have kind of learned our lesson here. Where Mm. it's like, yes... It is, I love holding Thea. I will hold Thea as much as she wants. But is it good for her? (laughs) The answer is no, folks. No, it's not. It's not. So that's the accomplishment for this week. Thea is self soothing. Yes, go, Steph. Shout out to Stephanie. Thanks, Boo. (laughs) I'll delete that part. Proud parenting moment. Well, great. We are connected. Guys, today we wanted to steer clear from video game talk for one episode (laughs) and hit up another side of our lives that we love so much, and that is music. So we thought that we would basically look up and talk about instrumental tracks, right? Um, And what I mean by instrumental tracks are, you know, pieces of music that were written as instrumental, not like, you know, the beat of a hip hop song that someone stripped the vocal of or like, (laughs) you know, the vocal remix or the remix of something without a vocal. Like I'm talking specifically designed instrumental pieces. Chris, how do you feel about instrumental tracks in general? I, I appreciate them.
0: I will say I didn't have a lot of intentional exposure to them. Like, I don't go looking out for instrumental music. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I love it when it's there. I appreciate instrumental music. I just didn't think of it as like a front and center type of genre, mm-hmm. you know. But, I, yeah. you know, I got no problem with it. I, absolutely not. Um, so it was when you put that out there and I was thinking about it, I couldn't stuff wasn't really coming immediately to my mind because I, I guess I was trying to think of artists that do that right Yeah, that just don't do vocals or whatever. And so and that was probably the wrong way to go because I just started thinking of, well, what other type of or songs do I really like and appreciate that just don't have vocals? Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when I started thinking about it that way stuff started coming to mind Uh, I'm sure there's a lot that I could dig up if I really spent more time to think through it But Mm
1: -hmm. I mean yeah this is by no means like a top list for us this is more of like a thought experiment reactionary like what comes to mind I know that the minute we started this call I told you I had like 8 tracks Mm-hmm. By the time we actually started recording, I think I had 10, so <laughs> no worries to the listener. You will not hear 10 tracks from me today. Um, but yeah, instrumental music is really interesting because I think growing up, listening to the radio um, as my like main form of musical exposure, mm-hmm. like you need vocals on the radio. Unless you're listening to, like, Sunday's Big Band Jazz. (laughs) Or the classical station. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're going to have a piece of music with vocals. Um, It is very rare to hear a completely instrumental music piece on the radio. But as I got older, I started gravitating towards instrumental music, I guess, since I play. Um, But also to see how... I don't know. Instrumental music is so diverse, right? I, I wouldn't even call it its own genre. It's like more like a classification within a genre mm. because it can span so many different things. And I like, like, I really like horns, for example. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And I like when bands oh, see, have I horns. Think about,
0: I didn't even think about jazz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Dude. when, when <laughs> horns act as like the voice. You know it's, what I yeah. mean? I mean, give me any track out of whiplash, you know what I mean? Exactly. We can press pause. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I I like that, right? And if an instrumental piece of music can keep me interested for the same length of time as like a song, I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, you yeah. did that. I totally so, agree. With that in mind, I'll share my first one if you All don't right, mind. Yeah. Um, and so we you thought got- we'd do it a little bit differently as opposed to just like, blam, laying it on you. We talked about it a little bit before. So this first track that I'm sending to you is called Ride or Die. All right? Okay. All right. So <laughs> it's by a band from New York called the Budo's Band. And right. um, have you ever heard of the Budo's Band?
0: Nope. Probably not, I'm right?
1: excited. All right. Two things I want you to consider when listening to this is tell me, like, what era you think it was recorded in and came out. Um, okay, don't cheat. Yes, don't cheat. And, yeah, this is a very horn-heavy tone. All right. All right. You got to load here. it up. I'm ready. right out the gate interesting crunchy I wasn't
0: anticipating that uh, old school synthy sound
1: (laughs) oh yeah no that's like I love the way that synth sounds and a great horn arrangement indeed so I've seen this band live I think twice it's like a 10 person band okay It's awesome. All instrumental. You know what I would have loved? What? To break this, this song. (laughs) Yes. No, it's totally that kind of vibe. Mm. I'll let it ride into its B section here. Mm. Gotta love that. Pregnant pause. That bass, dude, it's just slinky and groovy. So what year would you mm-hmm. say this is?
0: Uh what year? What year would you say? I mean, if I'm thinking if I'm going just by the the feel of it, yeah. it feels old. Absolutely. But I'm going to guess that it's not. Okay. I'm thinking
1: 2020 or or, or sooner. Okay. 2007. There's probably yes. a better way to say okay. that year. <laughs> <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> like 2007 would be okay. how a regular human being says that. Um, but yeah, it's 2007. It was okay. from their okay. album, The Budos Band 2. They like to label their albums like in Roman numerals okay um they're a part of a record label in new york called dap tone records which i love because they record all analog and old school style to make it sound like those records mm-hmm. from the 70s i don't know if you've ever heard of sharon jones and the dap kings nope. but they're on that label charles bradley's all, was also on that label um, but budo's band describes himself as doom rock afro soul big band with a 70s touch doom rock
0: afro soul big band with a 70 wow okay yes yeah, so I was I was gonna say <laughs> if I had to pick the era it'd be like just before the 80s yes like right right yeah, there. yeah
1: yeah the dirty 70s nice yep and that is my first track I like it it, it to That's me cool. it's I'm it's really moody it's like driving to roll up on someone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah, know what I,
0: was, I mean I had thoughts of like yeah a movie where it's very cinematic yeah totally
1: like Quentin Tarantino exactly yeah the yeah. like
0: guys in suits about to kick someone's ass exactly here they come hell yeah okay I'm gonna save that real quick all right all right my first one yes so I just the first one that actually came to mind was this song it is called Tokyo Funk do you remember where this comes from
1: Tokyo Funk mm-hmm no
0: okay I came upon this song in our search for a theme song for our other show. Oh snap! <laughs> and um, it is essentially where the name Samurai Beat came from. Do you remember? Do you remember what the, the theme song used to sound like when I first I, started cutting I those not. shows? Okay, so we started working on a tabletop RPG show, which which will be coming out. In the, in the relatively near future. Uh, but the first game we were playing was essentially a fantasy feudal Japan setting. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And being a big, you know, musical nut elitist that I am, I said, we have to have, <laughs> <laughs> it has to, it has, music has to be good, and the music has to set the tone and a vibe, right? So yes. I, I wanted something obviously Japanese influenced with a feel. And that feel would sort of define us as a as a group and as a company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was just poking around, you know, background music that you could use for your podcast or whatever. And so searching forever for a, a Tokyo or J- Japan related song, I came across this one. It is, here's the description. Groovy and cool with an old school hip hop and Asian Japanese world element featuring... Funky ethnic flutes, koto, and synth bass mm. to create a swaggering, confident mood. And it's created by, they tag the author as LATG Music. And apparently the artist's name is Tay, but I don't okay. think they give his last name. So it's some in house composer. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, and, uh, yeah. their, their stuff is pretty good. But um, Tay is a composer and musical producer, widely sought after, apparently, classically trained pianist. Completed a bachelor's at Berkeley.
1: Okay, and then went
0: on went on to do all this other stuff. I'm not going to read the entire thing.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. uh, I found it on the website premiumbeat.com. If anyone is interested, are you ready to listen to this jam? Let's do it.
1: Now, do you Mm, remember it? I do remember this. Okay, (laughs) that's dope. It's totally Japanese Western. I love that that tone. The Koto tone. Yeah. I've been so conditioned by Nintendo to think about the Wii when I hear this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure when we play L5R again, we'll use it.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Hell yeah. But it is a total tone setter you know what I mean absolutely it's like talking about a party of badass dudes
1: about to <laughs> roll up on people yeah. <laughs> you can't come into this town and take money from the poor yeah exactly seven samurai stuff
0: it's a it but it has that it's like it's there's a lot of traditional Japanese instrumentation in there, but it's funky and it's groovy and it's got that modern sensibility to it. And I was like, "Yes, that's perfect." <laughs> you know? I love it, it's dude. It's exactly what I wanted for the tone. Yeah, because I was, I was like, "That's us," you know. We're, we we have some old school sensibilities to us, but there's plenty of other, you know, more modern influences. We're in there young, also. we're hip.
1: Yeah. Some Sort of. (laughs) In a bit. (laughs) In comparison to other older people. Exactly. (laughs) Depends on who you talk to.
0: That's dope, man. But I I didn't want the song to just be some throwaway piece of music. I was like, I
1: want it to stick, you know? Yeah, exactly. Something that people are actually going to be grooving to. Exactly. Well, I will take a cue off of your track. Okay, okay. And go a little bit hip-hoppy hip hoppy is that hip a genre poppy. for frogs yeah. wow that was a dad joke <laughs> 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 the first one three episodes in we're that's slacking right. that's right 2 a.m baby all right so uh for my second track i chose ghost rider by rjd2 <laughs> have you ever heard of rjd2 oh D2? my god
0: that's so i can't believe it.
1: <laughs> what you know this track, it right?
0: So well, I don't know if I know the track, but the reason why I'm laughing is because in high school my DJ name was R2 DJ. Oh this so guy. I always saw this guy. <laughs> and the and the reason the reason why that was my name was because I used to I was the only one in our little group that that was that was matching uh, and mixing two step music. Okay. In our little Promotional team was called Rewind. So I was Rewind's two step DJ. Nice. Yep. And then I looked up the name and I kept finding this guy all over the place.
1: <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? <laughs> but yeah, no, this album came out in 2002. It's off of the album Dead Ringer. I don't even know how I came across this album, but in 2006, I was a freshman at VCU. And this album was just playing constantly. Okay. Between having like Mario Kart Double Dash tournaments in mm-hmm. my uh, dorm floor and Smash Brother competitions, this was always like the background music to a lot of the uh, the competition. All you right. got it queued up. I'm ready
0: can't say i know this
1: there's a couple little like micro samples in here that he uses it was very creative i love this twist i think it was used in some promo like ad music as well
0: hmm. oh okay now i've heard it yeah you've heard it, right <laughs> that flip of like
1: the melody ascending and then it flipping falling with the once the drums come in
0: mm-hmm. i have definitely heard that
1: yeah I forget what ads it was done in, but it's just chill, like it's got a good groove. The drums are very hip-hop to me, but like almost more boom-pappy than like harder hip-hop. I'm a big fan of the boom-pap era of hip-hop, that has always been my jam. And I love how like the, there is a vocal sample. But it's just like Oz and oohs Right He also samples this artist, uh, Elliot Smith Who's like one of my favorite singer-songwriters um, Elliot Smith did this entire song that was just acapella And he like layered his vocals as instruments And oh, so okay. he, he samples it in this And I I never knew until I like finally looked up the samples in this thing But here's here's the flip And the horn. I love me some horns, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, this was in a commercial. I'm getting car commercial vibes. Oh, I can't remember. You might be right. Dang, I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, I dig that song. Again, cruise music. To me, instrumental music has to like. I love listening to music in the car it's probably mm-hmm. my favorite place to listen to music oh, i'm a yeah. windows down yeah. kind of person there's that. a sunroof <laughs> don't even talk to me about it it's open it's at open. all times 100 percent. and i'm just blasting this kind of shit, like driving through my day but yeah very richmond vibes for me in that part of my life
0: i, lo- I loved to i would do that in high school it didn't matter how cold it was i'd be yep. fully open blasting music and then one day, when I was much, much older, I was doing the same thing, windows down, blasting music, and I got hit in the face by a little bee. What?
1: And I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> Holy shit. You got sniped by Mother Nature? It, it didn't sting me. It, it just, just like hit you? Yeah, it just oh like headbutt
0: me, and then it landed in my chip bag.
1: But and you was, saw it, obviously.
0: Oh, I saw it. And then, I, I mean, here I am freaking out right yeah because because i could feel it start to kind of numb and oh swell, my goodness swell a little bit i was like fuck i'm <laughs> i'm by myself <laughs> this is i'm it. about to have <laughs> anaphylactic shock over here but so now i
1: keep my windows rolled up wow
0: <laughs> stupid bees ruin everything stupid
1: bees ruin everything who's trying to save the fucking bees no i'm just kidding save
0: bees. but beans, the sunroof i would open
1: yeah. <laughs> they can't you come figure, in through the sunroof the,
0: Getting more spiders than bees, you know. Yes, if a
1: bee gets in through <laughs> your sunroof while you're driving, it deserves it. Exactly. I might as well be dead. It put in the work. <laughs> All right,
0: what you got? Right, I'll go off that vibe here. We'll go to this one. Um, I chose this is called The Water in the Sun. All right, I believe it's by an artist named Zeb. Uh, I feel like I've heard that name before. I was I was just kind of grabbing at stuff. So th- this is coming out of my I had a lounge, house lounge play- list, playlist set up mm. that I like to use when I just need some background music. Yeah, you know, want to keep things kind of chill. The water and the sun. Zeb, and so this is totally attached to my you know love for house music, but um, this is tapping into that instrumental only house that sets that nice moody chill vibe hell yeah because you know and sometimes sometimes you just don't want the intrusion of lyrics
1: you know absolutely get that
0: all right here we go i think you'll appreciate the bass
1: like ripples of water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. I love this beat, too. So
0: you can't go wrong with it.
1: This is definitely like a, a beachy vibe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just chill out somewhere. I love it when songs can play with space like that, like the delay reverb that's at the end of like that keyboard or whatever it is. Like just let that tail flutter, and then everything's grounded by that bass. Yeah. definitely give me like late 90s very early 2000s vibe you'd probably be right I don't know <laughs> so this genre of music is called lounge I mean that's what I call it <laughs>
0: I don't know lounge <laughs> house yeah yeah lounge
1: house because you know it's like
0: sitting at the bar hell yeah and, you know what I mean just having a, having a nice drink
1: or at the beach. This is—I could totally see this being like a dimly lit jazz bar scene. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I—I I
0: chose that one because um, I was working on making a set list for a non-vocal house mix for you. Mm. You know what I mean? For your background music. Because I thought it'd be a good challenge. Yeah. <laughs> And that was one of the central tracks that I had chosen to build around.
1: It's so interesting when you have, um, this is part of the reason why I like instrumental music, because you can characterize certain tones and the way things are played with elements, right? So it's like, how do you create the feeling of the water and the sun, quote unquote, right?
0: Mm. You -hmm.
1: use a lot of reverbs and delays, it makes it sound watery, but you need to have the space in there for that. If you had vocals in there, it wouldn't sound as watery. It would right. be a lot more grounded. And yeah, I'm assuming the sun is like the bass being all hoppy it's just and like beaten. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, dope.
0: you have that, ec- that echoey, ripply effect to it.
1: Yes. Nice. All right. Yes, well, yes, let's yes. see. Let me go uh let me take a weird turn since we're, we're in chill chill space. Okay. So, have you ever listened to Aphex Twin? Nope. Nice. <laughs> so, Aphex Twin is an electronic artist. I forget where, where he's from. He's I- an Irish-British composer. And so, this dude has been making electronic music since he was like fucking 13. Like making hey. his own circuits and uh, out of like old TVs and stuff like that. And so in 2001, he put out this album. It's called like Drux. I don't know how to pronounce it, mm-hmm. but it's uh, D-R-U-K capital Q-S, right? Yeah, i it's say, say Drux. So he makes up a lot of <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> um, this song is called uh, Ford Hostman," which okay. is uh, Cornish, which is a Celtic language that is from the 18th century. Okay. Wow. And it means sailboat deep. slash noisy boat. And so I like this song. To me, growing up, electronic music really equaled like dancey, house, right. techno kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I found this that I realized like how cool electronic music works in like a subtle chill context, okay? And also how I would characterize this song as like anxious? Okay. If that makes sense, but in I'm a cool way
0: to start it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So let's check
0: Vort, this out.
1: Vodhosbin. Vodhosbin. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> like the video just totally, yep, <laughs> went off at the same time. Getting the getting the D and B vibes.
1: Yeah, and it's like so glitchy. If, if you're really listening to it the drum beat almost never repeats I and was gonna say there's like a thousand little microtones that are in it but then you have like this really glitchy drum up against like soft slow key pads
0: mm-hmm. that's wild that it if you weren't really paying attention
1: it would sound random yeah but the beat but is there man clearly not yeah that little melody just grounding it. Yeah,
0: very eerie.
1: When I first heard this song, like, it really just brought into, like, wow, you can be hyper detailed in something so, something that sounds so inconspicuous, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't think like, oh, that is a hard drum part. But when you actually listen to it, you're like, that makes no It sounds like machines making music. Yeah, it does. That weird, like, low synth coming in.
0: I mean, are you just... What's happening here? Are you... Is a lot of this happening on a keyboard? You got a sampling machine?
1: It's sampling. It's sequencing. Using a lot of different kinds of drum machines and, like, Mm -hmm. being able to... It's interesting because, like, the... Apex Swin really goes into his machines, like okay. electronically, and had ha- cool. like with different chips and stuff like that to really, like, not a lot of electronic artists have his tones because he's literally making them.
0: That was cool. That's that, like, snap out of the. Yeah. That was really cool.
1: This whole song is great. It's meditative, it's contemplative. Like I said, it's anxiety driving a little bit. <laughs> Great video, too. You're just like, it goes with the beat. Yeah, that's really
0: cool how they managed to do that. Yeah. It almost feels like a soundtrack of life.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, Aphex Twin is like what I call like airport music for me. I like listening to this kind of stuff when I'm walking through an airport or like getting on a plane or like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like the hustle and bustle of life.
0: Kind makes of, you does it make you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's AFX twin.
0: Interesting. Wow. What did you
1: think of that? Was it weird as fuck? I mean, it's different, but it's cool. Because I, I can it. see how that can be like abrasive. Well, you know I used to I mean? listen to
0: drum and bass. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> so, not entirely. I mean that that style is definitely unique to what I've heard. Yeah. Okay, talk about pivots. So we're gonna pivot. <laughs> I have nothing in that kind of vein. So it's okay. We're gonna go. I was following we're, your lead. We're switching to this. Uh, this is name of the song is King Street Suite. Do you know it? Mm-mm. By Don Ross. Nope. I, I have no idea how I came. up. Oh, actually, I do remember. You know the Kennedy Center. I have oh, heard they of the Kennedy that,
1: Center. Oh, you've never been to it? No. I think, now I've been once or twice. Okay. Maybe
0: twice. So the cool thing, I used to, I, there was a short stint where I was worked there as a butler. Oh, word. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I actually, I was a butler for one of the uh, Kennedy Center Award shows. Oh, like
1: the honors? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was, yeah.
0: I was like, you know how this, they're walking down the red carpet? And yeah, yeah, you have, yeah, on the side, you have those like curtains that, mm-hmm. that line it or like standing, uh, whatever. Hmm. I was behind that. Oh, prepping, wow. prepping the food that all these celebrities are going to eat. That's pretty no, cool. No, I wasn't I wasn't on like the serve team, but I was Sure, sure. You're on the prep team. there. Yeah. The nice thing was they said each plate was like 200 plus dollars per person. Jeez. And there was so much left over. Of course there was. We were just sitting back there like chowing down. gobbling.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like 200, 800. Hell yeah. <laughs> just Chowing down. I don't but, think so I've so ever the, been
1: to the main room at the Kennedy Center. I've been to like the Millennium Stage.
0: Yes, exactly. So, so the Kennedy Center in DC has the main, you know, main area for for the biggest shows. There, there are millen. There's at least one millennial stage on the side. Yeah, which is like an open. It's open to like the main walkway area, but you so people can perform there, and they do shows there for free all the time. Yeah. Um, And they and Kennedy Center also has stuff on top too, but whatever. But one day, I went to the Millennial Stage and saw a classical guitarist, which was pretty much my first exposure to like real classical guitar. I'm sad I cannot remember his name, but I kind of fell in love with it after I heard him. So then I went looking around for more, and I landed on Don Ross, who is also a classical guitarist. Um, This song, believe was. Uh, produced in
1: 1989. Nice. I was one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm already nerding out. You know, classical music is usually done on nylon acoustic strings. Yeah. This guy is definitely playing a steel string. He's playing some steel strings. Yeah, it's so much harder for this kind of music to sound clean.
0: What I what I love about Don Ross is he he made me fall in love with harmonic Oh, did you get there the harmonics? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he made me fall in love with those. Because I would just marvel at how he could get them to come mm. out so clean, just like ringing. Yeah, perfectly.
1: Like, dang, yeah. man, how do you do that? So a lot of precision, like, a lot of skill.
0: Yeah, he's not hyper-fast in this song. He does have faster songs. Um,
1: he's not hyper-fast in this one, but it's all so clean when he plays. Yeah. I love music like this. It's part of the reason why I picked Spira Unplugged last week mm-hmm. for for one of my music tracks. Yes, the Final Fantasy one? Yes. Is that the one? Yeah. Because there's something like, I play a lot of different instruments, Acoustic guitar, I feel like, is the most honest and the most bare you mm-hmm. can be. Can't hide behind effects, distortion, or like reverb. It just is what it is. And if you, if your technique is garbage, it will come out in like string noise or like weird mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when it sounds this clean on a seal string, you're like, holy shit.
0: You're like, all right, props. <laughs> yes. And great yeah, storytelling he's got, through he's got the music, some, too. Yeah, he's got great... Dude, you should check out his stuff. He's got some great songs. And it, it's all super-duper clean. And he, he's kind of been the anchor for my classical guitar. I kind of fell out of looking for more of it. Yeah. But I, I might go back in now after the stuff you were exposing me to. Um, but he's... Yeah, he was like the anchor to, to that. Like, I always would come back to Don Ross and... Get that that vibe. I like
1: it. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. This is actually a really good. It's a good pivot. All right. It's a great pivot because it'll lead me to my next one. Um, so this is a group called Chan. Chan. Chon. Chon. C H O N. All right. Um, I believe they're a California-based group that started like around 2014. They're currently on hiatus. Um, this is, I'm actually linking you to a live video. Okay. Um, because it's almost exactly like the record. <laughs> There's, you're going to hear a lot of um, compliments to like classical g- guitar playing brought into the modern world. This is going to, str- I think you're going to like this just based off of what I know that you've presented in the show before. And um, let's see what else did I have about this? Yeah, twenty. This particular song is 2013, so I guess they were together before that, off the Newborn son EP. So okay. check this out. Ready?
0: This drummer is already. Oh yeah. Inter- interesting me. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's sick. Isn't that nasty? Yeah. Young cats. Just grooving, dude. And what's awesome is that, like, in this era of their career, they weren't really using, like, heavy effects. Mm -hmm. there was a lot of like amplifier distortion and just straight like showcasing skill and this ties back to what you were talking about like or what i was talking about with your pick of cleanliness Mm. it's cool
0: there's something about having a drummer and a bassist just being so in sync oh yeah you know what i mean Sometimes if you if you're not playing playing that active bass line, you can kind of, you know, oh, like be able to get away with a little bit. But when you're playing in tune, in time like that or stuff, it's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's all the accents, knowing when to be heavy. Oh, I love this part. So like, as opposed to like a polyphia, right, or mm-hmm. some of the other stuff that we listen to. To me, Chon, what I like about Chon is that chan sounds happy <laughs> he does <laughs> like there is a brightness to their music that and like a light playfulness that i really enjoy in the way they write their parts they just look like they're having a great time it's
0: fun yeah it just it's a fun time
1: yeah and very melodic But unfortunately, they are no more, and oh, I've missed my chance to see them. They actually toured with Polyphia. No way. Yeah, when they were both like up and coming. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I take that a lot. It's too bad. I wish I could play guitar like that. <laughs> oh, that'd, be, that'd be great. I would. I would have had to have worked my entire life <laughs> in order to get that that clean. They use a lot of like those pitch harmonics that you were talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all about that Janks. i
0: think i think it's
1: i mean the melody
0: has definitely gives that brightness i think the the bass is also it's like it keeps it keeps the mood up mm-hmm. totally i know you'll appreciate this one this is specters in the fog from the last samurai soundtrack
1: are you Han Zimmering me, bro? Oh, I am. <laughs> Are you Han Zimmering me You're right now? You're about to be
0: Zimmered. Damn. So, the okay. The reason why I picked this one. Okay. Whatever it is you think about The Last Samurai, I love that fucking movie. I've so, never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. I would be very curious to know your thoughts if after watching it.
1: There's something about seeing the name The White, or the white Samurai. <laughs> freudian slip basically the last (laughs) the last samurai and it being the white tom cruise on the poster cover but i mean it's actually well i I won't say anything about it sure but um i'm not gonna judge something by not seeing it so i
0: i mean yeah i it's one of my most favorite movies and probably because of how it paints the samurai culture. I mean, I have obviously, I'm no expert. I don't know if it's accurate, <laughs> but <laughs> this is what I've chosen to believe about the samurai culture. Sure. Uh, and you can't go wrong with Hans Zimmer. So th- this particular one though, I would listen to, I, I actually used to sleep to their, to the soundtrack. So I would, I cherry pick some of the quieter songs yeah, and then, and then just play it while I'm going to sleep. Nice. Uh, and this one is the one that I listen to when I am feeling a little more emotional and dramatic. Mm-hmm. you know. But I'm, it's always like revving you up because I think this is the one that plays when there's about to be a fight. Um, but here we go. It's uh, okay. Spectres in the Fog by the man Hans Zimmer 2003 from The Last Samurai Soundtrack.
1: Wow. It's already sounds yeah. like a bunch of mandolins, <laughs> which is a weird instrumentation off of something that's supposed to be Japanese, but it fits tonally. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that's the, the Americana same. version tone of like the, the Koto. And that's the same tune that kind
0: of rides a lot of the songs. Okay. It's just a it's a theme.
1: That, the, the central yeah. theme. Yeah. You know, a lot of people shit on Hans Zimmer. Are you serious? Yes. Why? Well, they say he reuses a lot of, like, motifs. And as his career progresses, he actually is, like, less hands-on with the production mm-hmm. of his scores. Which I think is fair to some degree for somebody who's been in the industry and yeah. been putting out hits. How yeah. can you not repeat yourself sometimes? You're good uh, for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think people like to hate, but yeah. I will say, and and we'll talk about this later. Like his music, him as a as a composer, just seems so full of like joy for the work he gets to do. Mm. That it makes me appreciate him so much more, and he's done phenomenal fucking scores.
0: Yeah, he has. There's just something about his music that speaks to me.
1: Like, it's so dramatic in the right way. Like, this switch right now. Yeah. Right? It was like kind of like a journey track. And then all of a sudden, it quiets down to a whisper and then this low fucking, you know, <laughs> that's like pre inception. <laughs> inception. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should totally watch
0: it. I really, I'd really be interested to know what you. I'll I'll
1: put it on the list Maybe Steph and I can watch it this week And I'll give you a report next week Excellent excellent.
0: It's going to change again I don't know if you want to ride that out or not Yeah But you'll see why I listen to it When I'm trying to get revved up (laughs) For something
1: You know what's funny I'm looking at the credits here It, It was conducted by Blake Neely And it looks like Blake Neely Okay getting super intense. Blake (laughs) Neely did some additional programming. I used Mm. to watch The Flash on the CW. Yeah. And like all those Arrowverse shows. I'm like, I was a big fan of all of them. Uh Blake Neely did all the original score for those shows. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, this got super dramatic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Also the conductor.
1: Yep. So you said this is like before a fight? I mean... Yes.
0: Oh, this is during. Before and then during. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, So you can tell what, you know. Yeah. He's taking you through the whole scene. You know what I mean? See, doesn't it just make you want to kick someone's ass?
1: (laughs) But I love the here, there, he's taking, like, a really romanticized look at, at, like, fighting intention. Mm-hmm. With those sweeping cinematic strings, yep, like it is very dramatic. I don't know, like it's just so dramatic but romantic,
0: exactly. And that—that's—that's that's the whole samurai aspect of it. I think
1: I dig that. You know what I mean?
0: Like solid track. They um. That that life, their the culture and their lifestyle is very romantic, you know, and they're they're very deliberate and intentional about how they live.
1: Yeah, you know, live by the code. Yeah, nice. so there you have it. Okay, specters in the fog. So I have three tracks here that I could go. Um, I'm going to give you the choice because I oh. cannot I cannot pick. Mm. Uh option one chill hop, let's say. No, okay. th- this song isn't really that chill. Uh think like um groovy 70s Thai rock. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. All, all of those things I just said <laughs> make sense. Um straight up funk. Okay. Funk right. and groove. All right. Or jazz meets London Underground drum and bass.
0: I'm gonna go with that one. Jazz jazz meets (laughs) London Underground. All right. Yep. We can can put the other ones in the show notes if you want. That's
1: cool with me. So this is Yusuf Kamal. Um, I have no goddamn clue how I found out about this band, but somehow through probably Spotify deep digging, I ran into this band, and they only put out one album. It was a collaboration uh, between Yusef Days, who's the drummer, and Kamal Williams, who's the keyboardist, okay, an arranger. And what I took out of hearing this for the first time is that Yusef Days, who's the drummer, is sick as fuck, and I love the way that his drums sound. They're very, like organic natural wood and that dude just rips i've never been huge into jazz but i feel like this song bridges a really cool gap between jazz and you know like drum and bass shit so
0: okay okay interesting
1: yeah all right let's hit it And the bass is gnarly. Well, I can't wait. They put out one album, and then they broke up. But Yusef Days does his own music now, and I got to see him in DC and fucking just unreal drummer. It's
0: too bad when groups break
1: up. Yeah, they broke up really quickly. Some stage setting here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm. Mm.
0: You know what? I don't understand in this sheet music for something like drums like that
1: <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't imagine I can't even read sheet music for any instrument I just love how active the drums are yeah really intricate hi-hat snare work
0: it's like how much can I do
1: <laughs> in, yes. this,
0: in these measures
1: well it's it's cool because the bass and the keys really give you the room to do that kind of stuff bass is going in yeah see you you, you fuck up that rhythm you're gonna (laughs) it's gonna show you know (laughs) So this is a very long track. So it's so chill. It's cool. I will ask you. Hold on. You skip. All right. Pause it. Go to the five-minute mark mm-hmm. exactly. So a trumpet comes in. Oh. Interesting. I love horns, man. What can I say? I mean, uh, Horns are just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it definitely goes like a little freeform jazz here. But still, Yusef in the back just banging those drums like yep, there's no tomorrow.
0: It's it's like, I'm just going to play y'all and work around me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys work around me, please. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Damn. But yeah, really, a really interesting cross section, I think. Um, and that's what I find interesting. Like, surprise me. You know, mm. if you're mm-hmm. gonna make me listen to a song that is eight minutes, please don't play the same thing for eight minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. Keep
1: me engaged, I beg of you. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Typically listened to jazz until after I watched Whiplash. And really? That, like, that really that film really got that, you, huh? I love that That, 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 that freaking movie got And you. Last Samurai. I love those freaking movies, dude. Wow. Love them both to death.
1: You know, I remember the first time I watched Whiplash. Um, I was, I guess, just starting to date Stephanie at that time. Uh-huh. And she was like, have you ever, this is totally sidebar. Have you ever had a <laughs> Vietnamese coffee before? And have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Cafe Suda for those yeah. at home. Damn right. Um, so that is like nitro fuel for the body. Uh, I have no idea how Vietnamese drink it all the time, but I had never had it before. So she bought it and brought it to to my place so we could like just chill and eat some banh mi and watch Whiplash. Nice. I was so caffeined out that movie, (laughs) and that movie is super intense, that by the end, I was almost having a heart attack. (laughs) But great film.
0: Yeah, I started plucking out jazz songs because of it. Nice. And here we go. For the last one, we're going to circle back around. So this is another house track. It is called Romance for Journey. It's by an artist called Daishi Dance. And as far as I understand, Japanese artist... Didn't, really, didn't look too heavily into it Sure But the reason why I Appreciate his music Is because it is like the Convergence of house And classical mm. And you'll There's like he's He's very piano heavy But he brings in a lot of This song he uses a lot of other stuff too To go along with it um, I'm are excited you ready? I am Three, two, one
1: already cool guitar yeah
0: I remember he, I think he popped up in a recommendation and I was like this is
1: not house and then it started <laughs> oh, and then I was like oh snap. it is <laughs> that four on the floor baby
0: so then you know then I'm curious I'm like okay this is cool Where's where are you gonna take me right um uh, hmm It's very like almost elevator music. You know what I mean? Dude, this is
1: such a Japanese approach to house. Yeah. This is such a Japanese approach. Those keys, all day. He's got, he he uses
0: piano heavily in a lot of his tracks. But I like this one because he mixes in a bunch of other stuff. And he he has, uh, occasionally there's vocalists too. But I was was listening to it. I was like, wow, this is like... It's almost like you took a classical song and made a house remix of it. Yeah. And that's that's him. (laughs) Which, for all I know, maybe that's what he did. I don't know. But I don't think so. Ooh. And then you get... Yeah. You get the strings.
1: That lonely violin. Singing it. Take that. That bass in the back is also mm-hmm. really cool. It just kind of snuck in there, you know? This dude looks like Donnie Yen's cousin. <laughs> Daishi Dance. <laughs> but
0: I, I like it because he his song is like takey places. It's like a yeah. story in there. I used to slip in a uh, like, Daisha dance song like, in almost every mix.
1: Nice. Apparently, he did an album that contained 12 licensed remixes of songs featured in uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Really? Apparently. It's called the the Ghibli set. The f- well, I'm going to have to find that. That's cool That's really cool Yeah, I dig this a lot I dig how, like, uplifting it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's very nice, it's like, pleasant mm-hmm. And again, the motif of, like, romanticism in music Very much so this
0: You've, got, like, you've got a vibe,
1: Chris, you've got a vibe
0: like, You could play this for your parents and get away with it Absolutely <laughs>
1: They'd be like, oh, this is so nice like, yeah, It's house music <laughs>
0: So, it's so nice to listen to. I like that. But he's got a lot of similar stuff to that. Uh, I think that might be the most uh, varied in terms of instruments, I think. But I haven't listened to his whole album set, obviously, because
1: I missed that Ghibli one somehow. No, I dig this. I'm definitely going to listen to this later. Nice. Glad you like it. And that does it for our five random instrumental tracks. Yeah. Hopefully you guys heard something that you enjoy um, or at least learn something new. Please let us know some of your favorite instrumental tracks. Uh, you can either let us know on our social media or send us an email That way we can also get introduced to new music because that's what we do here. We like to learn. 100%. And so that's going to do it for us today on The Midnight Connection. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to our musings about music and shows and parenting. We fully appreciate all the kind words and support that you guys have been sharing online. Please remember to follow our pages, recommend this to a friend, send us a comment or just a shout out to just say, hey, I listened to it and I thought it was pretty decent. Or you thought it was great. Decent. <laughs> Hopefully. it's the best we could hope for. <laughs> I'm setting the bar realistic and then everything from there is just going to be a plus. But we thank you guys for taking the time, listening to us. Uh, any last words, Chris? No, we just appreciate you tuning in and um,
0: definitely, you know, like and subscribe to the show if you're enjoying it so far and shoot us over anything you'd like us to talk about. We'll try and get them some things in that you're interested in. And, uh, yeah.
1: Thank you. Fantastic. Well, everyone, we will catch you next time at midnight.
0: Thanks for tuning in to The Midnight Connection. The Midnight Connection is a product and trademark of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com samuraibeat beat. Support us there and join the conversation by submitting your questions, comments, and topics for future shows. We seek to entertain and build a community of adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.